am your host, matchmaker Marla Martinson, and I am with coach Susan Allen, and we've been doing a series of videos this month to help single ladies have a best chance, their best shot at getting asked out again, and eventually walking down the aisle. Hey, Susan. Hi. Great, great, great to see you. This is so much fun. We're having Pre so much fun. <laughs> Pre-Valentine's Day. So today we want to talk about uh, five things to avoid so that he'll ask you out again, right? Absolutely. So whether you're a very, very right-brained person or a very, very left-brained person, whether you're all about getting it done or whether you're just very romantic and passionate, there are different problems that you will notice you have. So this will not all apply to you. It depends on the way your brain is wired. It depends on your personality. So if you're a very left-brained practical person, you're going to want to go on a date and you're going to want to find out all about the guy and you're going to sound like the inquisitor. You're going to want to put this guy through an interrogation as if you're a police officer. Do not do that. Please don't do that. That is the least attractive way. What you do instead is you empathize. Well, Bob, I noticed that you've been widowed and you have three small children. I can imagine that that's really been a challenge for you. Now, hear how sweet that sounds and how caring it sounds. Instead of, blah, 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 how do you manage that, blah, 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 right? Right. The second thing is people go on a date. They don't like the way that the guy looks in the first five minutes. They get bored, and then they start to drink too much. If this guy's information that Marla gave you or that the dating site gave you or that the first conversation with the guy gave you is interesting, then you don't know where this could lead. I have a lot of clients who have ended up having clients who they originally dated. Or they fixed a date up with their close friend. And those people are happy together. So you don't know where this is going to go. So I always say, have one glass of wine maximum. And if you really are a lightweight, drink half. Yes, yeah. I've had, as a matchmaker, I've heard a lot of disasters on, on this. I even had one couple, the gal drank like five glasses of wine, had a big argument about politics and walked out on the guy. And, and that's my paying client, the man. And it was, you know, it, it's horrible. Awful. So, yeah. Awful. Mortifying. And, and think about that woman. That's not the only time in her life she's blown an opportunity. Yeah. That's not the last time she's going to blow an opportunity. It's really a tragedy. Okay. And, I, and I, under, I just want to say, I understand you're at a beautiful restaurant. Maybe they have great wine or he's bought, got a bottle and it's, hot, it's, you know, delicious and it's tempting to, but you've got to drink it slow and drink a glass of water with it because it ch completely changes our personalities, the things that come out of our mouth. And it's, I've never really seen it work out great when there's a lot of drinking involved on a, on a first or second date. Or in life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, the third thing is, you talked about it in a previous podcast, where she shows up with all these very, very expensive, you know, clothes and accessories, right. and that same person is usually on a buy me, do me, take me mm -hmm. chart, of course, right? Yeah. going to talk about her last vacation at a five-star resort, and her next vacation 
at a five-star resort? And do you like going to five-star resorts? And flying first class or private? <laughs> exactly. What kind of a plane do you have? Right. Is it a prop jet or a jet? Oh, only one? You know, that kind of stuff. So even if you're going out with a guy who's a billionaire and, you know, you and I have done that training for people who want to meet billionaires, they have less tolerance for those kind of conversations than anybody else. They want the girl next door. Mm -hmm. Now, they want you to have additional skills to handle their staff and deal with their clients and all that, but they don't want you to be a gold digger. Right. That is anathema. Any man who thinks that the woman is a gold digger, no matter how much money he has, he is out of it. Yeah. No matter how beautiful she is. Right? I have a great story about that. So I have a friend who is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, and we've been friends for many, many years. And I was at his house one day and we were just making something to eat. And then I said, uh, oh, I was so excited because I'd been to Paris and I got this bag at this bookstore that I, one of my favorite, my favorite bookstore. And I got this bag with the picture on it, the Shakespeare and company. And I, and I said, look, I got this bag, 20 bucks. You know, I, and I, I was using this bag all the time. And he goes, Marla, you're so easy. My... <laughs> My daughter, my granddaughter, they demand $3,000 handbags at, you know, Louis Vuitton and Chanel, and they want me to buy them this handbag, and they're $1,000, $2,000, and you're happy with the $20 bag. And he was just like, oh, you know, and not, you know, I wasn't going to date him, but he just saw, saw that, oh, you know, wow, is there, there's women out there that will, you know, be happy with that. Absolutely. Yes. It's, and it's so beautiful because, you know, I love you. You're a wonderful, real person. And that is what we're talking about. A man has a right to be loved for who he is. A woman has a right to be loved for who she is. Your job as a woman, if you're interested in that man, is to prove in every communication that you are loving and capable of loving him, even if you don't know him yet. Yeah. You have to show that you are that soft, open, loving person. It's essential. Love it. All right. What's number four? <laughs> number four is when a woman seems distracted or disinterested. That's a breaking of the connection. You know, the connection is invisible and it's magnetic and it's chemical, right? Two people's biochemistry. Right. So you can either make it more wonderful or you can blow it. You can either increase it, as you said before, by touching his hand or tossing your hair or leaning in. These are all things women have been doing, I'm sure, for 10,000 years or more. Yeah. You know, the cave women probably did this stuff, right? <laughs> and so it's just hardwired into humans and it will really make a difference. On the other hand, imagine if a guy's in a restaurant and he's looking around. Or oh, I've had so, feedback about that. Women hate that. Looking and, at the waitress or looking at the next, yeah. That's right. So if you hate it, my point is, imagine how much he's hating it since he's buying you this expensive meal. Right. So you're his guest. At least have the skills to be a gracious guest. Oh. At Hey, thank I, you. I have to jump in because this is so great because a lot of women feel, well, he's the man, so he has to pay, or I'm beautiful, so I, he has to do this. 
but you're the guest. You're his guest. That's right. Just think of you. Think of that. You know, he's being gracious enough to invite you to pay to maybe pay your valet or make sure you're having a great time. And um, even if it's not a love connection, or even if you think he's crass or he had too much to drink, that empathy, that that you know, keeping that class. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I do believe that a man needs to pay for dinner. I believe that it is an essential part of women's self-respect and self-esteem. And when I've had clients who ask me that question, women who ask me that question, I already have known that we're working on their self-esteem. I've already known that they don't think that they're enough. I don't want to hear about you opening your handbag. I don't want to hear about you asking if you should offer to pay. I don't want to hear a word of it. And if the guy is taking you for offering to take you for a cup of coffee, don't go. If he's offering to meet you for a beach walk or something, don't go. That's not what you want. You want a man who you have captivated enough through texts, emails, and phone call or phone calls that he's asking you out on a date. A date is when somebody says, would you like to have dinner with me? What's the best day and time? Where would you like to go? Okay, question on this. So there's a lot of uh, people dating a lot online. So they're going on a lot of dates. And what happens, so even through matchmaking, some, uh, some of my guys, which I tell them they've got to take the lady out, you know, for dinner or maybe happy hour appetizers and something right after work, something like that. But they'll say, I've been on so many dates where I show up and I know in three seconds I'm not interested in this person because men are visual. And then they have to sit through a two-hour dinner and pay a couple hundred bucks or whatever. You know, dinner can be expensive, at least whatever, 75, 100. Some, some of my guys, because I'm in L.A., one guy said, each night is costing me three to $400. I'm like, why are you going to such a – why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. But the point is they'll say, I just want to meet for a drink now or I just want to meet for a coffee now because – I'm spending so much time and money on all these people that I'm not interested. So these are men who don't have dating skills. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It's true. So a man who has dating skills is able to get enough photos that are recent, that he knows are recent from you to confirm her appearance. So that's a non-issue. Okay. Well, what about on online when they're, no, no, but we're talking about what you talked about because I don't have problems with online dating. I don't have that. Okay. So, um, it's two separate conversations, and I work with you, and I work with online dating, too. So the second port for a matchmaker is you've already assessed the woman. You've already FaceTimed with the woman. You know what she looks like. You've already pre-digested her, if you will. And so he's going to be thrilled. The women you know are beautiful, beautiful women. So you're fixing them up with a beautiful woman. Guaranteed. Then, or, you know, very pretty. And so if he says he knows in three to five minutes she's not for him, I am telling you it's because she acted disinterested. Mm. He thinks he doesn't have a chance with her. It's not because she wasn't pretty enough. It's not because she wasn't sexy enough. So it's important to assess the complaints that we get from clients. Now, separately in online dating, mm -hmm. you need to learn lots of skills for me to be successful at finding your perfect man, finding your perfect woman, and magnetizing them to the altar if that's where you want to go with them, or to bed, wherever you are. 
And you're never going to find out enough about somebody over a cup of coffee or a drink. If it's happy hour and they don't have a lot of money and they feel more comfortable, that's fine. Who cares? What's the difference between 5 o'clock and 7 or 8 o'clock, right? Right. But the point is, you have to see how serious somebody is. This is sales. Uh-huh. Somebody isn't serious. I'm not going. You're not going. If somebody is going to sandwich you, I had a great experience when I first moved to Santa Barbara. I'm, I went to an event of French-speaking people, and you and I both speak French, and I met a guy who was very nice, and he said, I have a man I'd like you to meet. I said, great. So the guy called me and asked me out for a drink, and why not? I didn't know anything more about him except that he was a friend of this nice, smart guy. So I said, sure. So we had drinks, and the guy was very handsome and very sexy and really interesting. And he said, I'm terribly sorry, but I already have dinner plans. I said, fine. Now, that's a convenient thing for guys to say. Right. Yes. If they don't like you, they can say that. Now, this guy really liked me. Mm -hmm. And he said, he apologized three times. They said, look, you had no idea that I was going to be interesting to you. You thought probably your friend was exaggerating. But, you know, here I am. And, you know, obviously you're interested in me and I'm interested in you. He said, I'm calling you when I get home tonight. Well, he did better than that. So this is a, you know, a warning. I knew him through this guy who was like a friend. So I didn't, it wasn't a big deal. And I said, um, what part of Montecito I lived in at the time. And he said, oh, my aunt and uncle live right near that spa. He was so into me that he dumped this woman on the dinner date. Oh, at 30 at night, he's calling me. He said, I'm sitting in my car parked outside of my aunt and uncle's house. Could I take you for dessert or coffee or another drink? Yeah. No, thank you, but that's very cute. Let's see each other very soon. So you have the ability to get somebody so excited about you that he may not break a date. If he's a nice man, he's not going to break the date. But he's going to like, well, when can I see you next? So well, that's this, this is a great point that you bring up because when I do readings, so you guys, I'm on this it's kind of like a psychic hotline, but it's more intuitive coaching. It's called Everclear, and um, I'll put I'll put the link to my profile in in the um, show notes if anybody wants to call. But so I get these calls from people who say, "I went out with this guy. I haven't heard from him in two weeks or three weeks. Is he? But are we going to be together now?" <laughs> this is a perfect example, and I keep telling them, and my husband agrees, and. He, if a guy is interested in you, he's not going to just leave you out there for some other guy to snatch up. He's going to be calling. He's going to be, he's going to let you know. He's not going to, you know, if he hasn't called in two, three, four weeks, he's not crazy about you. Right. Or there's something about him that he doesn't want you to know. Or he's dating someone else or married. Or I had a date with a guy last year. This is so funny. I had a date with a guy last year and I looked great. And he's an age-appropriate guy, and he's a geographically appropriate guy, and he's a former CEO. And I walked over to the table, and I hadn't even sat down. And he said to me, you look like trouble. Uh, but in a good way. Not, no, you, you look right. trouble. Right. Look like so I endured the, you know, the day. And I made conversation. I figured, you know, what do I know about him? What could I learn from him? I'm always looking to learn from people. And I was very gracious, and I left. But he had already said I looked like trouble, so I didn't expect to hear from him again. Yeah. And I 
So a year later, like last month, I heard from him on a different dating site. And I said to him, we've already been there. You were rude to me when I had a date with you last year. Please seek another partner. Ah, okay. And, you know, I was too much for him, but I'm too much for most guys. <laughs> Whether they know it or not. Yeah, you're trouble. <laughs> but normally I'm used to people laughing and smiling and, you know, exactly. yeah, your baby. <laughs> That's what we want. All right, singles out there, leave us your comments. What's going on with you? What sticking points do you have? Don't forget that Susan gives a one-hour free coaching session to men and women, and the info to do that is below. There's no pressure. Um, if you want to continue with her, you can. If you don't, you don't. Um, if you want to be in my database for matchmaking, go to my website, marlamartinson.com. All the info's in the show notes. And we just wish you much, much love in this beautiful February of 2020. Make it a good one. Yay! Valentine's Day! <laughs>